This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And I am really excited about my new book that is called The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. You can get a free copy of the book right now. It is available. I've, I bought a limited number. Basically, I buy the book. You just pay shipping and handling. And uh, you can learn more. Just go to The Wealthy contractor.com and you'll see information there about how you can get your own copy of the book. Today we are going to do something a little bit different. I do not have a contractor with me today. I have somebody that helps contractors make leads, like lots of leads. His name is Mark Lebesque. Mark, welcome. Thanks for being here. My pleasure, Brian. Thanks for having me. Cool. So, tell. So today we're going to talk about paid media, primarily. You know, internet. How do you make internet leads? How do you hire somebody that's going to help you to do that? How do you not get ripped off? And one of the other things that's really important to me is how do you kind of figure your ROI, whether or not something is profitable? And then we'll talk about some ways of making advertising more profitable. Sound good? Absolutely. Awesome. So tell everybody a little bit about about you. You are a Canadian. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm a Canadian and I'm, I'm bracing myself for the winter that's about to hit here. So I think of you when the first snow hits yeah. and how, uh, how you've got the option of going park your butt on a nice sandy beach somewhere. Yeah. I, I was just outside. I went and grabbed lunch and I'm like sweating outside. It's so damn hot. Yeah. I think when you've got your Accelerate Live event, that's kind of when we're right in, you know, dab smack in the middle of the worst, the worst, uh, down, you know, snow downpour of our winter. So right, right. <laughs> that's when we're looking forward to, to go south. But Right. That's part um, of the reason why we do it in early February in South Florida. Is, yeah. You know, this is a much better place to be than a lot of other places around the the, the North America, I should say. So tell us a little bit about your, your background and a little bit about what you do, and then mm -hmm. we'll kind of jump into it. Absolutely. So, so WebRunner Media is a web marketing agency that does one thing. And like you said, that is to help the contractor generate leads. Typically that's done through paid advertising networks, networks like Google, Facebook, those are the behemoths, but of course there are other networks like LinkedIn and uh, you know, Instagram, things like that. So our team, we help contractors. We, we'll, we'll build landing pages. We'll take media budgets, drive traffic to those landing pages. And then we optimize the process such that we can generate leads at a profitable, you know, rate. Cool. Yeah. So primarily you're doing pay-per-click Google primarily, right? But are you yeah. also doing Facebook? 
Yeah. So, so we refer to ourselves as a, a, a media buying agency, a paid advertising agency. That's, that's our specialty. And paid media refers to any platform or network really where you can, where you can buy traffic. So Google ads is a platform. Facebook is a platform. LinkedIn is a platform. And you've got Pinterest anywhere where you can spend money. That's our, that's our expertise. Online. Anywhere online. you can spend money online. Okay. Anywhere cool. you can spend money online, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting, you know, for years, people think that internet marketing is somehow different than traditional marketing or lead generation. And it's really not. It all it is is another form of media. It's much more sophisticated. It's it may be much quicker a result, but at the end of the day, it is just like a newspaper. It is just like putting an ad in a magazine. It is just like, you know, the old days of the yellow pages. The, the I, I guess I should say the fundamentals are still the same. It's just, you know, a lot of people look at it like it's just like this own, its own thing. And I always like people to think about this in kind of in the right way when you're talking about marketing and lead generation. So when doing Google, so I would imagine that, you know, most of the people that listen to this, if they don't do direct PPC, currently they've probably tried it at some point or they've done some other form of internet marketing and some people have success with it and some people uh, don't have success with it. So let's start with what are some of the things that make a campaign online successful? Right. Well, to kind of take a step back, Brian, your point about you know, how the, fundal, the, the fundamentals of marketing haven't changed. Ultimately, it's just the vehicle that's kind of been evolved over time. But at the end of the day, we're marketing to, to consumers, to homeowners. And so you still got to clearly articulate, you know, what it is that you do, how you're different, what value can you provide. That stuff really hasn't changed since the beginning of time, you know, and a lot of people kind of skip over that and they're looking for that shiny new tactic that's going to make them, you know, a winner. And so... I think, you know, it is important to come to, to understand that, you know, at the end of the day, you're marketing, you've got to understand your consumer, you've got to understand the buyer journey, buyer journeys differ based on the product that's being sold in the market and the competition. So all of those standards still apply. One of the reasons why people fall short when it comes to paid advertising, I would say in large part is due to the fact that expectations aren't well set. And that's in part because there are a lot of shady, you know, deceptive marketing companies out there, right? So, you know, to, to a degree, we take blame for that. There's, there's very few barriers to entry. You know, anybody can take an online course, you know, and from one day to the next, tout themselves as, you know, a marketer, a guru or whatnot, right? It's very easy to kind of fake it these days. So there, there's a lot of garbage out there, unfortunately. That said, you know, I would say the, the next reason why people fail. It's just expectations. They don't set themselves up for success. They shoot from the hip. They'll pull numbers from, you know, anywhere and they will, they won't necessarily put the right KPIs in place. So how do you measure it? What does success look like? What are we aiming to achieve? Right? These are things that need to be discussed well ahead of time so that, you know, expectations are met. And with pay-per-click, the nice thing about it, and to maybe just rewind here a little bit, when we talk about pay-per-click, for those of you that aren't aren't all that familiar with it. We're talking about paying 
a search engine like Google in order to show up on the first page when somebody does a very particular search. Now, if you want to show up on Google for a particular search, there's two ways. There's the, there's the organic section of the page, which you cannot pay Google to show up in. And then there's the paid section. So that it's, you know, baseline, that's, that's really how it works. You're either paying Google for pay-per-click ads or you're showing up organically. And that's ultimately what Google's job is, is it's to crawl all the content that's out there on the web and uh, prioritize uh, results within milliseconds based on what it deems to be the most relevant result, right? Yeah. I don't know, Brian, if that's something that comes up often, but there's a negative connotation around pay-per-click. But the nice thing about it now, if you look at a search engine results page, when you do a search and you hit enter, what comes up, you've got you know the paid ads up at the top. You've got that map section, the map pack. The organic listings are getting pushed down you know, further and further on that page. So you know, as a, as a contractor, you've got every interest in taking up as much real estate as you can on that page. If you can show up in the paid ads, fantastic. The map pack, absolutely. And the organic, fantastic. Show up there as well, right? That should be the goal. Dominate that results page. Yeah. So, so to get- let's go back for a minute. I, I like what you said about expectations. Mm-hmm. When we talk about expectations, you know, one of the things that I see people doing a lot, business owners doing is a lot, is when you don't know your numbers, when you don't know your numbers, it's hard to measure what is successful and what is not successful. So my most successful clients know what they are currently paying for a lead and they know what they can pay for a lead. Two oftentimes very different numbers. And the only way that you're going to know that is if you've got a very good system in place for tracking leads, if you are looking at that, the, the lead through its entire life cycle. So how many of the inquiries that come in a click could be is just really is just an inquiry. Somebody shows up on your site and fills out a form that's somebody that's just raising their hand. That, that may be a lead, that may not be a lead. The next step in that is now you know, getting them on the phone and then converting that inquiry into an appointment. To me, that's when you've got like a real lead. And from, from that, when you set the appointment, how many of them do you actually get in front of and get to make a sales presentation to? How many of those do you actually sell? How much do you sell them for? And then now you can, you know, now you could back into your marketing expense and you could see, okay, well, you know, on this, uh, you know, on this particular form of media, whatever it may happen to be, again, newspaper, internet, TV, radio, whatever it is, as now I could say, okay, it's cost me X number of dollars to make a sale, right? And I need Y number of leads in order to make that sale. And so this is what it cost me to make a lead using this media. And when you understand how all of that works, now you can go to Google or again, TV or radio or whatever. And now you've got accurate measurements and you can say, well, look, I can pay whatever the average, you know, for my clients, my type of client, I should say, replacement contractors, the average issued lead in 2000 and I don't know if we have 2019 information, but 2018, it's been going up every year, but it was $376 for an issued lead. And so if I can get, 
issued leads from Google for about $376. And I've got a profit model that allows me to make my minimum 10%, ideally 15 to 20% net profit on a $376 lead. Now I can pay, right, for clicks as long as a certain number of clicks get to get me to my $376. Mark, did that all kind of, did that hopefully that all made sense? Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. Yeah, Brian, you're, you're, you're bang on. I mean, that's the conversation we want to be having. An ideal customer is able to clearly share with us what they're seeing in terms of, of current results, right? Let's just take, you know, for argument's sake, you know, top line revenues. You've got a company that's doing, I don't know, $5 million and they want to get to 10. What does that mean from a marketing standpoint, right? How many jobs will you need to generate in order to go and get that additional $5 million, right? You've got to know that number. How many new customers do I need? From there, based on the number of new customers I need, how many leads do I need? Well, guess what? You don't know that unless you know how your sales team is performing. So you need to know the volume of leads that you need. And then from there, of all the lead sources that you have, because most contractors have multiple lead sources, that's where you try to optimize for the best lead source. What is the lead source that is giving me the best return on my investment? And that's really what we try to focus on for, for our customers, right? Sometimes we'll have conversations where people come to us and say, well, how much are your leads? Well, one, we don't sell leads. We market on behalf of our customers so that they can generate their own exclusive leads. But that's also the wrong question to be asking because if we're comparing you know, a $50 lead with a $200 lead, that's not the whole picture. You don't know right? Would you rather spend $200 or, 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 or $50? Naturally, you'd say $50 because they're cheaper. But if you need, you know, 20 of those $50 leads compared to two $200 leads, well, hey, guess what? You're much more profitable on the $200 lead. So you'll buy $200 leads all day long. That's really what we're trying to get to with the businesses that we work with. They've got to understand those numbers. And then that's got to be a metric that you optimize for over time. So I'd say therein lies one of the, the biggest uh, kind of gray zones, where marketing companies that aren't too keen on accountability try to hide. They'll send customers, you know, these 15, 20 page reports monthly that show impressions and clicks and click through rates and all that, but it's not the full picture. Yeah. You want the marketing company, you want to hold them accountable and you want them to see uh, what they are responsible for in terms of, uh, you know, uh, helping you achieve a, a certain customer acquisition cost, right? So, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and this is, I mean, this is one of the things, by the way, you brought up Accelerate earlier. This is one of the big things that I'm going to be covering in February, and I call it money math for contractors. 
because what people don't understand is, you know, all business is really, it's a math, it's a math game. You have to understand the math of your particular business in order to be successful. And so you can go to a guy like Mark who knows how to make leads on the internet and you could say to Mark, okay, look, for every X number of internet forms that get filled out on my website, I convert this number into an actual lead. And then from there, you know, we go through what I just did, you know, a few minutes ago. What people, I, I think what happens a lot, especially when it comes to internet marketing, or it really, I think, especially with internet marketing, just because people think that there's some sort of magic to it, is that they go and they say, okay, well, I'll spend 500 bucks a month, or I'll spend a thousand bucks a month. And it's like, they're hoping and praying something is going to happen, right? I'm sure mm -hmm. you probably have a lot of those conversations. And again, this is where you need to know what your actual numbers are. So how many, in order to make that thousand dollar investment, how many real leads do you need? How many sales do you need to make in order for it to be successful? Right. Let's talk about, you know, you brought up, you brought up something really good. You know, I remember back in the day, this is before, before you, you're a lot younger than I am, but I used to buy Yellow Pages advertising. And, and by the way, Yellow Pages still works for those of you that are listening. Yellow Pages is not dead. It's not what it used to be like back in quote unquote my day. But anyway, so the Yellow Page rep would come into my office every year. It was, it, it was almost always the same pitch was, look, last year, you had this ad, you spent $500 a month. And if you go this year now, and they would ask you, do you want more leads? And of course, what are we going to say? Yes. Well, then you need to go to a full page ad. That's going to be $3,000 a month, whatever the number was. And unethical ones, I'm trying to You're be being nice here with my <laughs> word. The unethical ones would come in, they'd be prepared and they would have numbers next to the competitor's ads. And they would say, oh, this ad got 1,243 phone calls, you know, on average last whatever. And that's how they would sell you, right? And because you'd look at those numbers and say, oh, I want to get a thousand leads. I want to get a thousand phone calls. Sign me up for a full page ad. Today's version of that is exactly what you said a minute ago, is these jokers that show up with these big reports about impressions, about likes, about all this crap, all these long, beautiful reports that don't mean crap unless the phone rings. So yeah. how, does the, how does the person listening to this weed through all of that crap and figure out, is, am I doing this right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very opinionated, obviously. Um, I've got a huge bias, I think. You wouldn't be here you know, if you weren't. Yeah, there's, there's, there's something to be said about Yellow Pages. Yes, it still exists. We have customers who still be in the print book, you know, depending on, on the demographic they're going after, that kind of thing. My, my gripe with publishers like that, one, they were late to get into digital. They do digital. You can get them to do your whole digital media buys. The reality is a pretty good portion of your media buy won't actually hit the network because they've got such high overhead costs, right? Uh, and the other thing is that the destination where the the consumer is being sent is likely a property owned by the publisher like Yellow Pages, for example. Whereas if you 
do your own media buys, you run your own pay-per-click campaigns, whether you do it or you work with a company, whatever. The idea is to send the traffic to your website or to landing pages. In our case, we like to create landing pages. We have more control. We can optimize for conversions at a faster rate, that sort of thing. But like you said earlier, Brian, if you're not generating that lead immediately, you don't want that ad, um, that ad spend to be a complete waste. Well, when you're sending people to your website or to your landing pages, you can, you can track uh, people that are coming to your website anonymously, of course, but that gives you the opportunity to remarket to these people. And so if you're a remodeler, for example, whereby the sales cycle is a, is a little bit longer than that of roof repair company, right? If someone's got a leaky roof, they'll call, they'll Google, they'll call, they'll book an appointment and it ends there. They may shop around two, three companies, but the decision likely happens fairly quickly. Whereas a remodeler, if somebody's dropping several thousands of dollars, tens, potentially hundreds, that can be a decision that is spread over a longer period of time, more research. So you've got a longer window that you can leverage to, to brand yourself, to differentiate, to show the value of what you do. And, and so there's an opportunity in spending money to get that initial touch with that consumer and then to continue the conversation after they leave. Because look at any analytics platform, guaranteed you'll see that you know, 80 to 90% of people, 95% of people won't take the action you want them to, which is to call you, fill out the form, or start a chat with your company. Those are typically the three conversion points. So you've got to expect, depending on the business, the line of business you're in, again, that people are going to find you, but they will leave. It doesn't mean the deal's dead, right? So uh, we, we, we notice if we're sending traffic to landing pages, that uh, when, when, we're, when we're tracking, obviously, people will hit the landing pages. They won't necessarily convert right away. But then later on, whether it be you know, later in the day, later in the week, later in the month, there will be a lift in branded search. And the website may actually convert a lead from somebody who had initial interaction with a pay-per-click ad. So there's huge value in there. So we, we like to call it owning the, owning the relationship with the prospect as opposed to doing a media buy whereby you, know, you send your money and then they send someone to the directory and they call you or they don't and that's it. That's something that a lot of people do is they, they put in money and the company that they're working with that is you know, doing their ad buying for them is driving traffic to sites that the client does not own. Mm-hmm. That is not off of their website. You mentioned landing pages. So, you know, the, the, the whole thing, again, I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning. This is, this is the, I just looked at, for a client, I just looked at an ad that he's putting in a magazine and I'll, I'll do critiques for that. I, I just hop on a, a camera and uh, I put the ad up and I just, you know, I critique the ad basically. I say, hey, move this here to get rid of this, do that, whatever, right? And so what we, what we look at is, when you're going online and you're going to, to Google, let's say, we'll use Google because that's primarily, I think, what you're doing, is you got to have a headline that's going to draw people in. Of course, there's the whole keyword selection thing that goes on before that. And, and that goes back to whole market you know, message and media. What you know, I learned from my mentor, Dan Kennedy, 25 years ago, the market message media. Market is who are we, who are we uh, going after? What are we saying to get them to convert? And then the last thing is, how are we getting to them? So the how are we getting to them is the media portion, which is the internet. So on the internet, the way that you get your who or the market is through keywords. 
And so you have to select the right keywords. Then you have to put a message in front of these people that gets them to take, to respond. And that's usually done, you know, with a, with a good headline. The nice thing about, about doing stuff like Google, you can test five things at once. So like the magazine thing that I critiqued, I, we have one shot at this next month. And so we're going to look at the results and see how the ad did based on, you know, past experience. Did it perform better? Did it perform worse? We have to wait a month. Whereas with Google, you can get instant feedback. Is this headline good? Or the, we call it, you know, you call it an AB, or we call it an AB split test in the marketing world. Mm -hmm. Well, in Google, you could set all of these up and you can do five AB split tests. You right. can even do a split test from, you know, this headline, right, goes to uh, this landing page and this landing page. You can even test two landing pages where there's another headline and a form and you can, you can test all kinds of variables. But my point here is that you need a good message. You need a good headline. And then when you get to the landing page, you need a good message on the landing page that's going to get somebody to fill out the form or engage in a chat or pick up the phone ideally and call your office and make an appointment. Right. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you about Facebook. Um, we were talking about this last week, by the way, guys, I, you know, I, those of you that are listening, usually I don't have, I was telling Mark this, but usually I don't have what, you know, vendors on, you know, but um, Mark and I were talking the other day and, um, you know, I like the work that he's doing and he's doing it right. And I thought, well, let's get on the podcast and let's just talk about this whole internet marketing thing for contractors because there's so many misconceptions out there and there's so many people that are losing their, their hard-earned money, but, you know, putting out ads or paying people to do this stuff for them and just not getting any good results. So I, I wanted to, to do this with Mark so that you can hear it from somebody that does this every day and does a good job with it, actually makes his, his clients money on how to do this the right way and the wrong way. Anyway, with all that said, the thing I asked you about was Facebook. And there was a time there where it was like, you know, everybody wanted to jump on Facebook and do all this crap on Facebook to make leads. And I, my, always my answer was, well, show me how it's making leads. And I'll listen. And so I asked you last week, are you using Facebook? And you said you are. So can you talk a little bit about what makes Facebook, Facebook is a little bit different. What makes Facebook different from say Google AdWords? Absolutely. So Google is an intent driven search platform. So we're targeting anyway, people. That's a really important word. Can you, you might've been doing it right now, but can you just, expand on what that you mean by intent. Right. So, so you spoke just a couple of minutes ago, Brian, about uh, how with, with Google, we target people using keywords. And the idea there uh, since, since the dawn of, of, of time, you know, marketing is part, you know, psychology, there's, there's your marketing to people, there's, there's the human behavior, and then there's, there's, there's science, all the testing, right? Uh, one of the earlier questions you asked today was where do people, you know, fall short? Where do they go wrong? Well, you touched on, you know, a whole bunch of variables that could be tested. If you try to do this stuff yourself, it's almost a full-time job, you know? And if you work with a company who 
happens to also do pay-per-click on top of a bunch of other things, very often these are the aspects that get neglected. So again, more reasons as to why people don't necessarily see results or success uh, in their in in their first attempt at, at at leveraging paid. The difference with Google and Facebook, there you target people very very differently. One, we call it an intent. Uh, driven platform Google you target people based on how they search online, right? Uh, that is typically done with keywords. You have voice search which is becoming more and more of a thing um, but really it's 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 keywords and so in comparison to Facebook uh, People don't go to Facebook and start typing in keywords people are on Facebook you know, entertaining themselves, you know, uh, can be wasting time. <laughs> it can be watching videos. God knows what people are doing on Facebook, but they're there. When I say Facebook, you know, Instagram gets kind of coupled in there, but ultimately that's a behavioral, uh, targeting platform. You're targeting people based on their behaviors, their interests, that kind of stuff. And so it's very, very different. What we like to do is leverage Facebook for more of that direct response type of advertising. So somebody has a need, they search, they find, they buy. Okay. So usually we will start off with Facebook, but, uh, or Google, excuse me. Facebook is great for branding. It's very difficult to run direct response ads on Facebook, unless you've got a really, really, really unique offer, something super compelling, a wicked promo. But more often than not, the way we leverage Facebook, it's very different. We leverage it to educate people, to put a message out there to see what resonates with people. And then over time, gradually we get, we, we try to get people to progress through that buyer journey to the point where we know they're, they're ripe now. Now's the time where we hit them with an ad, which is really direct response kind of focused. So what do I mean by that? Let's use a concrete example here. Is that all right? Absolutely. Okay. So let's go back to the, the leaky roof example. I've got a leaky roof. What am I likely to do? Go to Google, type in a search, roof repair, plus my location, roof repair company near me, best roof repair companies, best roofing contractors, right? all these keywords. We target people, we show them an ad, we get them to a landing page, we convert them. Very much direct response, short sales cycles. If I am a remodeler and I happen to specialize in bathroom or kitchen remodels and my typical sales cycle is maybe, I don't know, a month and a half, two months, three months because my average ticket can be twenty-five dollars to $100,000 people don't just Google and call right away, at least not the average, right? So what would we do there? Well, we would promote a video on Facebook, uh, a video where the idea is to just educate people on the company, the brand, who they are, what they do, why they exist, but nothing salesy. We're not trying to push a promo. We're not trying to get people to take action. We're just trying to get people to know that we exist. So that's kind of an awareness level type of, of ad. And as we move down, as people watch that video, so Facebook gives you the ability to create audiences based on who's interacting with your content. So naturally people can like and share and comment, but you can also determine how much of the video they've watched. So we would remarket a subsequent ad to people who've shown an interest in that video. So people who've watched maybe 90% or direct to completion, right? That is a much more targeted group of people to continue marketing to than people who scrolled right, right past your ad. Right. So, so reach is not everything. If you hire a company and they run a Facebook ad and say, Hey, look what our reach was. That doesn't tell you much. Right. Right. So you, you've got to look at it almost like there's, there's temperatures of traffic. So when people don't know who you are, they're very, very, very cold. Your goal is to warm them up much like, and you alluded to that earlier, 
marketing online really mimics the real world. If you had a retail location and somebody walked into your store, you wouldn't say, hey, sit down, here's a contract, let's sign the deal. No, you would go through the whole song and dance, you know, get them to know who you are, what you do, why you do it, you know, ask them their questions, get to know them on a personal level, build rapport, that sort of thing. Very much the same way online. Yeah, it's interesting. You brought up direct response and you brought up branding. And what a lot of people get suckered into is, and it's just because, you know, we're so busy. I did this too. And we're, we're so busy running our businesses that these people come in and talk to us about marketing and lead generation. And then, you know, they start talking about stuff and they almost, you know, kind of sound like they know what they're talking about. They promise you the world and um, you hand over some money and, and then the stuff doesn't work. Well, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, what you're dealing with is you're dealing with people that aren't marketing people. They're salespeople. They pretend to be marketing people. Or like you said earlier, you know, the barrier to entry to becoming a quote unquote marketing consultant today is very, very low. And so a lot of these people that don't understand that in business, we need the phone to ring today. We need leads today. And that is direct response. And the majority of our marketing budget should go to that type of advertising, where like the Facebook stuff that you were talking about, while yes, it's branding. And for me, branding is a byproduct. So branding comes after the first phone call. You don't do branding on the front end. You will go broke and you know before you make any money. You need leads today. Then the minute the phone rings, that's when you start your branding efforts. And then after, you know, as you go through the job and then after through relationship marketing, like what we do at G4 Marketing, that's where your brand becomes important. At the beginning, your brand's not important. And so people get suckered into these ads that are branding ads, or we'll go on Facebook and we'll do, we'll put up these, these cute videos and all of this stuff. But unless you do the things like you just said, and I hope you guys heard the, the, uh, how he does it, that's the right way to do it. You're looking at, okay, if somebody engaged with the video for X amount of time, now based on that behavior now we're going to do this and we're going to warm them up as as mark said we're going to warm them up we're going to stay with them and stay with them and stay with them until maybe someday one day they turn into a lead well you take a small portion of your budget and you put it towards that sort of stuff and for every company it's a little bit different i you know the other day i meet with a with my mastermind group every month and there's a guy in the group who's a lawyer and I won't go into too many details about what type of, it won't matter actually. Um, I don't want to betray any confidence, but he was, he had, he met this other attorney who was going on and on about how this guy should be doing social media and this and that and blah, blah. So he comes to the group all hot and bothered. And by the way, this guy's a lawyer, but he's a really good marketer. I mean, most lawyers suck as, as marketers. This guy's really, really good. And he's a very specific niche. And he spoke with a guy that's in a different niche. And the guy got him all hot and bothered about social media, social media. So he comes to the group and he's like right into us about, oh my God, I need to be doing this and I need to be doing that, all social media crap. And, and I'm just sitting there and I ask him, but wait a minute, 
you're talking about a guy that does something completely different than what you do, different type of lawyer than what you are. And we established, yes, this is true. And then we established that, wait a minute, that guy has his case, uh, average case size is much, much higher. His audience is just about anybody and everybody. Yours is very, 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 very specific. And then finally, I said to him, I said, I mean, this was like the, the, the zinger, which was how much money is he spending on all of the social media stuff that he was talking to you about? And as we did a little more digging, we come to kind of, we didn't know the exact numbers, but we come to discover this guy's spending like maybe 5% of his marketing budget on all this, all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So then at the end of it, he's like, oh crap, you guys are right. I mean, this is like, I shouldn't even be wasting my time with this crap. I have content, I'll put it up on, it, on, on Facebook. If I get some leads, great, but I'm gonna go focus over here where I know that I can make leads, yeah. right? I'm gonna take my marketing budget and I'm going to expand it using the keywords that I know work, that I know convert into money into my business. And I think that's a big mistake a lot of people, man, I hope all that makes made sense. I've had three things there that I tried to get in in one breath, but this is a mistake that a lot of people, a lot of people make. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, re I remember in the, in the early days when we started the business, we had one customer and I think he's still actually running this campaign today. It was a Facebook ad, but because of what he was doing, he was doing teeth cleaning and you know, he had bought a new building in a new location. He owned other, you know, dental cleaning, uh, uh, dental clinics. And this was a, you know, a new development, new area. So he wanted to drive a lot of awareness and stuff. So I, I recall we ran ads for him one to promote the fact that he's there, he's open. These are the things that they do. It was in uh, video form. And then we had retargeted we had retargeted the people who had engaged with that ad with a, with a promo and the promo was with the next teeth cleaning, a free oral B toothbrush valued at, I don't know, hundred, 150 bucks, something like that. Something really strong whereby you'd look at that and say, well, geez, this is a no brainer. So a commodity type of, I mean, everyone has teeth, everyone needs their teeth clean and you're going to get it done at some point. Well, if you don't have a dentist and you're in this area, well, this is an awesome offer that you can't, almost can't pass up. You know, that campaign change the guy's business. Now he does that across the board. So direct response can work on Facebook. You know, like I said, you just got to approach it the right way. You just got to think of your, you well, know, what is the buyer cycle? How much time do you have to market to people? And yeah, well, but also it's like anybody and everybody needs teeth clean. Yeah, exactly. Anybody and everybody does not need a roof. Anybody nope. and everybody does not need windows. And anyway, so look, we're up against the clock here, Mark. I hope this has been valuable for the, the listener. I know you've got a lot of resources at your website. Why don't you give everybody your information so they know how to go and, and find you? Absolutely. So WebRunner Media is where people should head to if they want to learn a little bit more about our services. If they're curious about what goes into the services that we provide to businesses, take a look at the blog. That's where we publish from time to time articles, case studies, things like that. Uh, we've recently released uh, an online project, which is pretty cool. It's called the Contractor Success Academy. So if you head over to ContractorSuccessAcademy.com, you can hear from people like yours truly, Mr. Brian. We're going to be recording a session for the Academy. 
We haven't recorded that yet, but I think that's on the schedule. And that's a place where they can learn very specific, very actionable you know, tips and tricks from people who have kind of been in the trenches. They've been there, they've done it, and they can fast track you know, success for, for contractors. And it's much like a podcast, but it's, it's um, backed with presentations and slides and things like that. So that's kind of cool. And there's a, there's a trial offer there where you can get access for a month for, I think it's almost 90% off. So, so yeah. webrunnermedia.com. And just because he's in Canada doesn't mean that he can't, the majority of your clients are in the U S right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of good to have somebody that's on the outside sometimes looking in. Brian, if, if, if I can, I'm not sure if you're going to cut this here or not, but uh, just a little kind of testimonial for you. So, you know, we're talking about marketing here and we can talk for days on end about, you know, how and what and all that kind of good stuff. But if you're investing any kind of money into marketing, if you don't have the right mindset and you're not looking at customer lifecycle as a whole, you are wasting money. So you have a leaky roof, right? So rather than spend more money to continue market something that is leaking, fix it. So picking up a book like uh, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor that you've published can really help you think of that big picture. I've started digging through it. There's a lot of things in here that will help you maximize that marketing dollar. People need resources like this. They need to read it and they need to implement this in their business. So Mark, thank you. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out to be here. For everybody that's listening, I, ho- I hope this has been a value to you. You know, lead generation is such an important part of the business. It's also part of the business that can eat up a lot of cash if it's not done properly. And so I hope this has been helpful for you. And again, remember, go to webrunnermedia.com, but also go to thewealthycontractor.com. Pick up a copy of my new book. A lot of good stuff out there. I say this all the time on here. You don't have to go at this alone. There's a lot of people out there that can help you get where you want to go. People that have been there and done that have figured it out before you. So no need for you to bang your head against the wall. No need for you to waste money. Go looking for the answers. They are out there. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. And finally, we started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you wanna go. We wanna provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the wealthy contractor. Now, the wealthy contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged.
So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing News.